People love the Beach Boys. My yeah. dad loves the Beach Boys. And he passed that on to me. I love You're thinking, a few Beach Boys things. You're thinking about them. You like whenever they show up on Full House and <laughs> rock with Uncle Jesse. <laughs> There's this uh, shady guy who my girlfriend is trying to sell her car to. Oh, yeah? Or at least he has talked to my girlfriend about buying her old car. Sure. And... Uh, he keeps showing up when she's not here or she's asleep or something, so I keep having to interact with them, and That's, I hate it. It's like a nightmare. Uh, so if somebody like rings the doorbell or knocks on the door while we're here, I'm just going to get silent until they go away. Okay. What's well, um? Because <laughs> I'm not going to deal with it again today. I just talked to him yesterday. What's he like? Uh, he's like one of those people who, I don't know, probably does meth or something. Okay. It's he, good that he, he knows where you live. Uh, yes, it's excellent. Um, let's get him on the show. <laughs> I mean, if he's here, we may as well put uh, him in. He might have seen something. Perhaps. He he's might've... probably seen something. I don't know if he's seen uh, Succula or The Big Snatch. I'm sure he's seen both of those. <laughs> they are household names. Those are the sort of things that would probably come out of his drug-addled mind. Yeah. Uh, uh, since I did both notes on this, I just named my notes Snatchula, which is a movie we could make. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a pretty good idea, in fact. Thank you. I'm constantly coming up with new ways to say Dracula. <laughs> I don't want Snatchula to be anything like Dracula, though, because I really don't like that guy. Dracula? Yeah. He's been a thorn in my side for too long. Yeah. Since at least high school English. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but thankfully, this uh, Succula does not have very much to do with Dracula. No, not really. Uh, and except that they both have vampires, kind of? Sort of. Okay. What are we talking about today? Uh, we are talking about the creepy people who knock on my door and make me get quiet while we're podcasting. Uh, we're not here yet, so we should go full bore. Okay. If they show up, though, and you knock, I want you to leave in uh, the entire length of silence where we <laughs> just wait for them to go away like the T-Rex in Jurassic Park. <laughs> Excellent. I think it'll be great. Uh, well, welcome to the Raincoat Report. This is Boss here with Jeremy. Hello. And uh, today we are here for a double feature. We are. Today we are talking about... The Big Snatch, mm -hmm. uh, directed by Mark Hunter from 1971. Excellent. And Succula, directed by Anthony Spinelli from 1973. Excellent. I think it's it's cool that both of these guys had like careers beyond this. Yeah. But I'm going to say they were very lucky. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> This, these aren't quite the sorts of things that you want on your resume, really. Yeah. That's why, he, that's why they use fake names. Uh, yes. Not to evade the law or whatever, just to not be associated with these products. <laughs> no, they're fun. They're both great films that uh, I love. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> these are both uh, available on DVD from Vinegar Syndrome as part of their storefront theater collections. In yeah. particular, this one is the uh, first volume, All Night at the Pono. Yeah. Each of those collections are uh, collections of uh, films that perhaps uh, couldn't have been commercially successful as individual releases. Yeah, there would have been a lot of uh, extra resources that would have gone into that. Yeah. Uh, the two collections look really cool, though, as they are, so... Yeah. It's some bang for your buck. Uh, yes. You uh, <laughs> in fact, uh, you know, not to lean too hard on free advertising, but if you're listening to this uh, the week that we're posting it, Vinegar Syndrome is having their Halfway to Black Friday sale this weekend. Excellent. Uh, which includes 50% off on most of their releases, and uh, for... 
those who have been following along with our podcast, a lot of the films that we've talked about have been released by Vinegar Syndrome. Yeah, so if you haven't had a chance to check them out in some capacity, that might be a good idea if you got some money. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's... Uh, less money than you would normally need. Exactly. This, this would be the time to do it, save you some bucks, and uh, start building your classic pornography collection. And one of these days, yours uh, might eclipse mine. I hope not. We have to stay ahead of the game. Yeah, I've, I'm, I'm in a pretty good spot with my uh, classic pornography collection. There's a lot of it down there. Yeah, and there's there's only more to come. Yeah. Someone asked on Instagram like how we watch the movies, and I explained that mostly it's stuff you own, and maybe occasionally uh, some uh, less legal yeah. uh, acquisitions. But uh, uh, a lot yeah. of the films, though, if you're going to go that route and don't have, like, don't torrent or whatever, you can actually find, like, a bunch of them on, like, Pornhub and stuff. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you just got to type in the... Because I, when I usually try to find stuff, I end up finding that a lot of the movies are on Pornhub. So Okay. But uh, definitely spend the money on the Vinegar Syndrome releases if you care, because they're definitely... They're going to look and sound a lot better than... Someone's VHS rip from Pornhub. Yeah, for sure. And and not only that, uh, the money is going to a good place. They do great work. It's nice to, uh, you know, if you have the ability to support a group, a commercial entity. Vinegar Syndrome's one of the ones who's putting the most effort into releasing these uh, remastered adult films. So yeah. that's a good place to put your money if you're going to be able to put your money somewhere. Put your money where your mouth has been. Uh, <laughs> right? Uh, that's yes. a saying. That's that's what they say. Put your money where your mouth has been is what people say to me a lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's how I know it's a saying. I put my mouth on everything, and God love me, I just can't stop. <laughs> uh, do you want to tell the audience how we chose these two particular films out of the 12 or so out of the set? Sure. So uh, one last thing to wrap <gasps> that up. Uh, this particular collection, All Night at the Pono, mm -hmm. as well as uh, the second one, uh, All Night at the Bizarre Art Theater, mm -hmm. um, both of those with Vinegar Syndrome's 50% off sale should be in the 16 to $18 range, and each of those is like 12-ish movies. So. Yeah. Um, granted, they are book. like an hour long, not like 90 minutes or two hours or something, but... Uh, Trust me, an hour is plenty for these films. <laughs> you, yeah. Uh, so in particular, we uh, were hanging out and decided that uh, we wanted to do something a little special before we uh, went into the Rainbow Report starting next week. And uh, we decided we wanted to do a double feature of uh, some of these uh, less than high budget films, we'll yep, say. yeah. Um, so what we did was we sat down and we watched the first five minutes of all 12 films, uh, on this set. Yes. And then, uh, use that to inform our selections. Uh, in retrospect, having seen these two films, we didn't, maybe, do, a, we didn't do a great job. Uh, I don't know. The thing is like, I'm not sure that any of the other ones would have been that much better. I don't know. The one where it's like a POV might've been cool. Uh, maybe. We just got to hook it up to your VR headset. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we could really enjoy what it would be like to be a pornographer in 1971. Yes, and really, that's all we want. Yeah. So, keep your Oculus out, and let's do it. <laughs> I invite um, you all to join us in the virtual world. Yes, it'll be just like Reboot, except with uh, blowjobs. There weren't any in that show. Yeah, Probably that's... because it was Canadian. Yeah, those Canadians, they're prudes. They are. They don't show any blowjobs in their children's programming. No, not like here when I'd watch Transformers and they would just always be fucking. Yeah. So, uh, on Beast Wars because they were animals. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't pornographic. They were just going by their animal robot instincts. Yeah, it's just nature. Yeah. Yes. It, it was It was like real life. It Unlike was like the Canadians. Yeah, they don't want to show you animal robots having sex. <laughs> For some reason. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, yep. 
So these films were uh, something else to watch, we'll say. Um, and we'll get into the details with all of that. Um, anything you want to say before we get into them? Uh, no, I think it's best to just hit the ground running with these two and uh, see where life takes us. All right. Well, life is going to take us on a complicated ride, so uh, we'll take a quick break, and then we'll be back to talk about The Big Snatch and Succula. All right. confused and thought they were the hellcats oh yeah no they're they're the she devils and they're quite a gang they're formidable they are they're one of the toughest gangs in town (laughs) uh as far as i know because they're the only one in the movie they're rough customers i'm gonna say that yeah they uh they walk the walk i think if there was maybe like a brawl between the she devils and the black alley cats and the switchblade sisters uh we would all be collateral yeah in, in that war <laughs> yeah that's uh that's why i try to keep my distance i stay at home yeah I stay away from people i hide in my basement because there's a an all-female version of the warriors going on outside <laughs> which would actually be an amazing film like I, yeah i don't need an all-female ghostbusters or whatever they were trying to push all, all lady gangs fighting that would be great what's that movie uh dead by dawn with all the gangs that were fighting each other and... oh yeah deadbeat by dawn deadbeat by dawn or deadbeat at something about deadbeat deadbeat at dawn that's yeah. it uh yeah i mentioned something like that but with the girl gangs yes that would be amazing that was a great film yeah it was wild uh, yeah anything people's beating the shit out of each other and you change it to ladies it gets better yeah but uh that's the she devils for you uh so let's talk a little bit about the she devils and their role in the big snatch so the big snatch opens up with uh some of the best types of credits which are uh white foam letters on a black background yes (laughs) classic of the Kind of a hallmark of the time, yeah. Based on some of the other like real low budget stuff we've seen, I imagine that just doing like the optical effects of overlaying text uh, is difficult. Yeah, I think um, we yeah we've discussed I, that, and I would agree. Yeah, I remember on the Geek that like some of the text was cropped off the side, and you can see someone's reflection at one point. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so this was one way of doing it. Uh, I like it. Who uh, we got? It was starring Mike Maloney, Lee Fix, and Joan Booty, I believe. I think it's Boutte. 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 I think it's with that little accent mark. Right. You extend it. Uh, editor was Edge Jr. Yeah, from YouTube. Uh, his son. Yeah. The son of The Edge. Yeah. <laughs> the Edge Jr. He's a chip off the old block. Uh, sound was by Y. Sam, who I could only assume was Yosemite Sam. Yes. That's, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and sets were by B Prop. B Prop and uh, director of photography is E Claire. Yes. Yeah, some great credits. Uh, written by Robert Thomas of Matchbox Twenty. Oh yeah. <laughs> Produced Prolific. by Thomas Hunter and directed by Mark Hunter. Excellent, the Hunter brothers. And he went on. I was reading. He did an incest one that's called Brother Sister. Oh yeah. That seems pretty good. Uh, Judging by some of the reviews on IMDb from a couple of years ago, it might be like incomplete at the moment. Oh, like I think like some stuff was lost, but uh, I'd be interested in checking it out because despite this movie's flaws, I think he could make a good movie given some time and the right material. Yeah, he has uh, four directorial credits on okay. IMDb yeah. uh, between 71 and 73. Yeah. So I don't know that he ever actually had the resources. Oh, maybe not. You know, based off of that run, but who knows? Yeah. 
I'll I'll watch it anyway. Uh, yeah, I'm down. Okay. We we may if we can make it through these movies, we can make it through yeah. anything. That's true. We can really do it. I, yeah. Let's so, go. So this film opens with a woman walking down the street at night. We get some establishing shots to what I'm assuming is grimy New York. Uh, I think it's L.A. Actually. Okay. Yeah, I think I, I could believe that. I think I read that. I was fucking around at IMDb while watching this, so I had something to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. <laughs> So, uh, as she's walking by an alley, a guy reaches out and grabs her, uh, and it appears he's trying to rob her, but she yells at him to do it. Come on, do it. Yeah. Uh, he tells her to shut up or he'll pull her tits off <laughs> and to give him her purse, but she keeps urging him, and then they drop to the ground where he pulls off her panties and drops his pants. I will say the first five minutes of this is, like we said before, why we picked it. Uh, yes. And them dropping to the ground in the trash to fuck was pretty much all I needed to see to want to see the rest. Right. But uh, we should have watched a little bit more. Yeah. So uh, they fall to the ground and end up basically fucking on top of a pile of trash. Yeah. Um, it looked like the alleyway might have been tiled. So I'm wondering if this was like an interior that they made to look like a trashy alley. Uh, that's quite possible. Uh, but yeah, cause I guess you probably would have trouble if like, the cops came along and you were just trying to take people fucking in an actual alley. Uh, yeah, I'd imagine that they're they, not happy with that sort of thing. They would beat you about the head and body with their nightsticks, um, at the very least. I think that that was one of the uh, hallmarks of Jamie Gillis's On the Prowl series, uh-huh. was, was the- him fucking in public places not like out in the open but in places like alleys and stuff. right yeah that makes sense uh and but, avoiding the cops yeah okay. i'd imagine that was more entertaining overall than this but uh <laughs> yeah, I, we'll, we'll have to dig into that at some you know, point we'll go on the prowl yes so she keeps taunting him and, and getting him to keep going at it she says there you go now fuck the shit out of me <laughs> She's still got her shirt on, and he's pawing at her tits, but he's completely naked. After a minute or so, they seem kind of bored, but they're still going. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She asks what his name is, and he says Rumpelstiltskin. Yeah. And then he slaps her, and we see uh, him pull out and give what I believe is a fake cum shot on her belly. Because you don't see his dick, but you see, like, blobs of cum. Okay. So I don't know if that was, like, fake cum or... It was just very terribly shot. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't tell you. I assume it was. I would just assume it was poorly shot. <laughs> but now that you've raised the specter of fake cum, uh, <laughs> it's all I can think about. It haunts this entire production. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he slaps her a bit more. This time, leaving fake blood on her face. Yes, the fake blood looks worse than the fake cum by far. Yes, for sure. Uh, it. It just looks like. There's not even, like, an attempt at, like, a wound or anything. There's just, like, a smearing of, like, Halloween blood across the cheek. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, he dumps out her purse and grabs a little bit of cash and then leaves. $21, because he's mad about it. This was... What is her name? I don't know. They they reference it later, but the man here was Harry Keller. Yes. Played by George Peters under the name Mike Maloney. Okay. He returns home to his place and breaks out his spoon for a good time. There's a very long scene of him prepping his horse and shooting up. Yeah, I was like, oh, is this just about a movie a movie about a man who does heroin and goes to bed? <laughs> I, was, uh, I was getting antsy at this point. Yeah, I, I can't st- stress enough how long this scene was of him shooting up. It's at least like three or four minutes of just him prepping his drugs. Yeah. Teaching people how to do it. Uh, so he ends up crashing in his bed, and then we cut to daytime, and we get some establishing shots of the city, and uh, there's a knock at the door of uh, Harry's door, and it's his buddy John showing up. He asks Harry if he robbed and raped some bitch in the alley last night. It's at this point that John informs Harry that she was a member of the She-Devil Gang, and they're out on the streets looking for him. Apparently, while Harry was in jail, who and uh, apparently he was recently released from jail, okay, uh, these women turned up, the She-Devil Gang, and have been raising hell. 
Uh, John tells some story about how ten of them tried to fuck their buddy, and when he couldn't please them, they beat the shit out of him. Excellent. So, uh, Harry doesn't seem too worried at first, while John does, but after a few moments, he does thank John for the tip and says that he should stay undercover for now. He says he'll be staying at Ruby's. So, he shows up at Ruby's door. Ruby is a prostitute in Harry's friend. Ruby offers him a discount on sex, but Harry explains that uh, he just needs to hide and explains that he robbed a woman last night and had sex with her and all of that. Uh, he doesn't say that he raped her, although I guess really the... the, the uh, yeah, I don't... She, it seems she, like she wanted enough alcohol consensual. It was consensual, but he did beat the shit out of her afterwards, and that was not consensual. The mugging part of it was not. Everything... In between, from everything between the time from when he first grabbed her to when he started slapping her was fine, but everything yes. outside of that is out of the bounds. Yes, that's fair. Yeah. It's a fair. Uh, it's an assessment. Assessment. That's the word I was looking for. Yes. But, uh, Ruby takes a lot in stride. Yeah, she it does. It seems like because he's uh, like, "Oh, this old gang's after me. Yeah. Uh, I raped a lady. I beat her up." Uh, I need to hide here. Right. And I don't want to fuck you, but I need some horse, probably. <laughs> so Ruby offers to let him stay, but tells him to stay out of the way and that if he wants sex, he's got to pay for it. We see Harry in the shower. He gets out of the shower. And uh, as he's getting out, though, Ruby's John shows up. So Ruby tells him to vanish. We see Ruby answer the door for her John, whose name is Fred. She takes him back to her bedroom and lays him down on her bed. Her waterbed. Her waterbed, indeed. <laughs> that was my next note. Excellent. Uh, she pulls his dick out and tells him to undress, and then he lays back down and she starts to blow him. She undresses and gets back in bed with him, and we hear her moaning, but she's blowing him, so it doesn't really make any sense. In fact, for all of these sex scenes in this film... There's a lot of, like, uh, audio that doesn't fit with the... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting... Uh, I don't think it was a stylistic choice. I think it was probably just editing laziness. Yeah. Because it doesn't work very well for anything. No, so. it does not. <laughs> she gets on top and rides him cowgirl. There's a terrible viewing angle from behind where she's just squashing his balls with her ass. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of ball shots. Yes, there are. There's a lot of up close on the balls. He uh, fucks her missionary a bit and finally finishes on her stomach. Afterwards, he says he wishes he could see her more, and she tells him just to be sure to bring enough money, and he could come any time. So he leaves his money and walks away, and then um, after he leaves, we see Harry come up behind Ruby and grab her ass, and she elbows him in the dick, repeats that anything he wants, he has to pay for. So she then asks him to be a good boy and go to the store for Ruby. She keeps referring to herself in the third person. Why would you send the guy who's hiding out, out to the store? I don't know. <laughs> uh, but uh, she wants him to get cigarettes, I believe. Okay. And after some complaining, he finally does. So we then cut to Ruby feeding fish in her apartment. And it looks like uh, the she-devils just show up uh, without her noticing at all. Yeah, they're, they're just... They're just behind her. Harry didn't lock the fucking door. Um, there are three women here, although I believe when you see their feet walking in, you see more than three people's feet. I think you might be right. <laughs> uh, so she gets startled hearing someone behind her and says for Harry not to sneak up on her like that, but then she looks up and sees three of the devils. It's almost a good shot there, like where they like frame between her legs, but it like just cuts like too quick for her to like to see like any kind of like look or realization on her face for it to be like effective. Right. Uh, very clumsy. <laughs> Indeed. So they explain that they're looking for Harry and Ruby says that he's not here. Um, the leader here who I believe is Norma. Yeah. She's in the purple, like fishnet kind of dress. Yeah. Yeah. She says that they're going to look around the apartment. So the two girls that are with her, uh, go searching around, and uh, Norma talks about how she must turn a lot of tricks to afford a place like this, uh, and then threatens to rip her tits off. So that's the second time there was a threat of tit ripping in this film. It's really on Mark Hunter's mind, or uh, <laughs> whoever wrote it, probably yeah. him. 
Uh, a girl shows up with some pants and says that he was here, but why does she know that it's uh, his pants? Uh, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> she knows what. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, because it's not even the girl who like he raped or who he. No, she's out of the movie now. Yeah, she's gone. So she, so Ruby admits that he was there, but says that he's been gone for hours and isn't coming back. Uh, Norma says to the other girls that they're going to show Ruby what they do. So there's some crashing and a scream as the shot fades out, but we don't actually see anything happen. Yeah, presumably she's dead, or at least knocked out. We don't see her again, do we? No, she doesn't come back. <laughs> so uh, Harry returns to Ruby's apartment and is confronted by the she-devils. What's the matter, Harry? Can't you take it? You didn't seem to mind when you beat up Mary the other night. Mary's the name. There you go. Go back. So, uh, drop her name in. So then a couple of the girls walk in with John, Harry's friend, and throw him into the bed next to Harry. This is that water bed again, I believe. Yes, I think that's the only bed. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> one of them says, when somebody beats up a she-devil, he's really asking for it. Uh, we're going to get our rocks off by evening the score. Uh, one of them says, have you ever been to a gangbang with two girls? Well, we're going to have one with two guys. Oh. Uh, and they tell Harry to undress. Shit's stupid. Uh, there is a point where there's just dead silence while the girls are clearly being directed yeah, off the, screen. Yeah, the audio drops out for like 30 or 40 seconds at least. And there's a, there's a bit of looking at the camera and like seeming to react to things and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, uh. So the uh, darker-haired girl undresses and then gets into the bed and starts to blow Harry. Mm -hmm. The other girl, who's not Norma, the leader, has John stand up and says that she has plans for him. And her plan was apparently to unbutton his pants and start blowing him. So Harry's being ridden, reverse cowgirl. Uh, and the music that kicks in here is some kind of cool blues rock type stuff. So it was, yeah. it was good. It's um, not bad. John's still getting blown. There's some cowgirl sex with Harry. Uh, really, the plot of the movie is over at this point, except for the very end. Yeah. Um, so there's just, like, some really uninspired sex happening. Yeah. Uh, there's a saxophone that cuts through things eventually. <laughs> uh, Norma's just watching. Uh, yeah. For a while, you don't see her at all, and then we get some cuts to her. Just standing there and watching. Uh, I don't think she really... she. No, I guess towards the end, she gets involved. Uh, Harry pulls out and spurts on uh, the girl he's fucking's ass. Yeah. Uh, and then John's still getting blown, and uh, the girl who was blowing him tells Harry and the other girl to give them a turn on the bed. So John's on his side uh, fucking the girl he's with as she lays on her back, and then she gets on top and does some reverse cowgirl. She blows him, and he fucks her mouth some, and then she finishes him off with her hand. It's uh, a lot of cum in her hand. There is a long cum shot shot here. Yeah. I believe there's also a slow-mo recap afterwards, yes. but the real-time cum shot was also pretty massive and impressive. Yeah, it was a good job, little Pete. Um, John says that he can't handle this and says that he can't take anymore. The girl says that she's not done and uh, calls Harry into bed, saying he better not be too tired. And uh, she starts to kiss and lick his cock and balls while Norma's still watching. She blows him a bit, rubbing on her face. The music just cuts out completely suddenly at some point, mm -hmm. and uh, she finishes him off with her hand. Norma then asks if they're ready to take her on. John says that he couldn't fuck anymore for a week. Mm -hmm. And she says, at least he'll die happy. And he's like, what? And then she just shoots him to death. Yes. <laughs> um, he's still moving a lot for a dead guy. <laughs> His foot is like, kind of like just twitching the rest of the movie while it cradles his head. <laughs> she then asks if Harry's ready. And he asks if it's sucking or fucking first. And she says, no one puts their cock in her. So he starts to go down on her. She says, not too bad considering I haven't douched in two weeks, to which he starts coughing and pulls away. Yeah. <laughs> My note after this is just, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, 
<laughs> baffling. So uh, she has her gun to his head while he's still going down on her and uh, tells him to get back to work. She moans a bit as we get a close-up on her face, and then she says, Oh, baby, what a way to go. And then she shoots him in the head. <laughs> and uh, they say it's time to go. They're going to tell Mary about this. Uh, one of them says, She's going to love every detail. And then we get shots of the two dead men and then a the end card. Yep. And that was the big snatch. That was the big snatch. Uh, a tale of crime on the streets and uh, life, death, and sex. Sure was. What got snatched? Um, Mary? Mary got snatched at the beginning. But uh, you only got $21 from her. That's not much of a snatch. No, it's not. Well, I think the the bigness of the snatch comes from the uh, repercussions of the snatch. Oh, yeah. That's true. Okay. Uh, the snatch that. heard around the world. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back to talk about Succula. Oh, yeah. So, uh, Succula? Let's talk about Succula. Let's talk about Succula, baby. Let's talk about you and me. And all the vampires in your belfry. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a song. Yes. It's a Succula song. So, uh, Succula opens with a title card for Succula with some dissonant noisy music and we get a few other credits it's at this point that we see a presenter in front of a curtain drinking a beer uh, this is George this is George this is George this is uh, George Buck Flower uh, playing George Smutnam uh, the television presenter here yes so yeah he's in front of a curtain drinking a beer and someone off camera counts him in and he hides his beer he introduces himself. This is George Smutnam from New York, bringing you the recent vampire activity in Los Angeles. He explains they have film clips and interviews in the field from reporter Sandra Van Okers. Yes. Uh, but he immediately then throws to a commercial. Yeah. Uh, this is very bad commercial timing. This show is mostly commercials, in fact. Yeah, there's no vampires. <laughs> We see a woman painting her lips and uh, a male voiceover talking about how wet look lipstick is his kind of lipstick. The camera shows a guy staring at the woman and then he stands up and as he stands up we see that he's naked and uh, the woman starts blowing him. We get a close-up of this oral sex and he's not really fully hard. But after this goes on for way too long, we get a cum shot at the end as he rubs his dick on her face. Yes. I would say um, the woman looks uncomfortable with like the man just kind of staring at her while she applies the lipstick. Yeah. But uh, she goes down on him anyway. Uh, and the <laughs> lipstick doesn't smear, so. I think that that's the important part. That's what the commercial was trying to get across. Yeah, so it is a good product. Poorly <laughs> advertised. Indeed. Um, and perhaps that's the lesson for a lot of products in this film. Uh, so we cut back to George in the studio. He explains that the legend of vampires in Transylvania is reality. And he says they have recordings of actual vampire activity in Los Angeles. But first, these commercial words. I wrote that I hated this man because he won't give us our vampires. <laughs> so we see a woman brushing a dildo up her leg. Uh, the voiceover explains that Nora Jean has discovered the newest thing in feminine hygiene, peen by Sassoon. Yeah, it seems to just be a dildo that she rubs over her body. Uh, well, not only over her body, but she finally does push it into her vagina and Ooh, fuck yes. herself. So yeah. I believe that the idea is that by fucking herself with this dildo, she is somehow cleaning herself. I don't really think that's... That's I not mean, a product. 
I understand. I would say that uh, perhaps there wasn't a whole lot of thought put into this. Uh, perhaps not. Maybe it's like a product from that time that we uh, just don't know anything about. Perhaps. Perhaps it's just our lack of knowledge of early 70s products. Yeah. <laughs> so the voiceover says something about insertion in the morning keeps you safe and satisfied all day long. Get peen by Sassoon. Yes. And again, this scene went on for way too long. Yes. Uh, so we get back to George, and he says they're back with the film clips, fucking finally. He yeah. notes that they're not in perfect technical quality, but they're important. He mm. says, remember, you are there. He's clearly also reading his lines off of a card or something. <laughs> so we cut to a silent film sequence, and I kind of like these scenes. Yeah. Um, it's a, a vampire guy trying to liquor up a woman. It is a, a monochrome film, mm -hmm. not in color. Yes. Um, there's some funk rock playing as he offers a drink and is brushed off at first by the woman, but yeah. she finally accepts a drink, and he begins to tell the woman through title cards, like a silent film, that she is under his spell. Uh, he hypnotizes her, and she collapses asleep, and then she pops up and says she thought this was a Tupperware party, and then collapses again. <laughs> The vampire lays her on the floor and pulls up her dress, and we uh, see her bush, and then he starts to go down on her. The woman then pops up again and says that she thought vampires went for the jugular. He says, where have you been? This is Hollywood, baby. So he keeps on it with the oral, and uh, later on he says, but I didn't get any blood, and she says, like you said, it's Hollywood, baby, and then she collapses again. <laughs> But uh, he continues to go down on her, and she starts to react and get into it. Yeah. He has Dracula things in the whole time, of course, because he's a vampire. Uh, yeah, I think that that is an important thing to note here. Yeah, yes. They are, uh, they're big. They they're are. definitely the kind that you would get while you were trick-or-treating from some person's house. Yes, definitely. And, they're de Yeah, like out of a machine that cost a quarter. Right. Vampire things. Yeah, they're not uh, professional quality. They're not the sort of thing that Christopher Lee would have used. No, but imagine if he did. <laughs> imagine in all those movies he just has those plastic things in that like don't completely separate. Yeah. Which is like, I like the idea of Christopher Lee having been cast in this film. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, like that idea, too. That's, so a, that's a good one. The woman sits up and pushes the vampire back and starts to blow him, and he gives some wacky over-the-top reactions to this yeah his faces are he's vamping he's at a 12 yeah he's a vampire and he's vamping <laughs> he's definitely at a 12 uh, he is like kind of like he's like trying to hold on a sneeze but in like the most exaggerated way possible right he rolls her onto the floor mounts her missionary and uh fucks her a bit and then pulls out and comes on her leg then we cut back to George, and now a special treat. Our reporter in the field, Sandra Van Oaken. But first, these commercials. God damn it. We see a couple in bed, um, a black couple. Uh, she hands him some coffee, and he takes a drink and says, Fuck your coffee, bitch, after spitting it out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Which he tells I laughed her, a lot. He tells her to roll over and give him some pussy. Uh, the woman says, that's my polite husband for you. He never says anything bad about my coffee. And then he says, shut up and keep fucking. <laughs> so uh, he's fucking her, sucking on her nipples. There's a cutaway during this scene where he's clearly two feet too low to be fucking her, but he's humping above her. She says, remember, girls, keep your husband happy with Folder's coffee. And he says, you shut the fuck up. He rolls off of her and says, if I hadn't fucked the old lady this morning when she delivered that coffee, I could go another half hour. <laughs> so this whole scene was, and, and I went over that in like 20 seconds, but this scene went on for a long time. Yes, it was. And was very poorly shot. Yes, the the in and out, uh, it's just like black balls for about five minutes. Uh, yes. Yeah. Just a very tight close-up uh, penetration from the, the low ball angle. Right. 
not not wide enough so you could see his like ass pumping or anything. No. It's just all all ball and vagina and like you could kind of barely tell what's happening. Yeah. If I didn't know what balls and pussy looked like, I would have been very confused. <laughs> <laughs> and we cut back to George who throws to Sandra Van Oker at Playboy After Dark. And uh, Sandra is George Buckflower in a wig. <laughs> yes. Uh, legitimately probably the best part of the movie <laughs> was when they finally did cut to her and it's him in a wig. Right. She explains that she's going to interview Rodney Alucard III, who is a descendant of Dracula. Yeah. Uh, she asks if his name being Dracula spells backwards gives credence to him being a vampire and a descendant of Dracula. He says that it's just a legend, a fairy tale, and he starts to get closer and closer to Sandra and get his mouth close to her neck. Uh, as she, as he's leaning in and she's kind of trying to wiggle away, she throws back to George, who immediately throws to footage from out in the field. So we see some footage of the streets and we see a driver pick up a hitchhiker. And again, we're our silent footage with our vampire. Yeah, just footage of them driving around L.A. Yeah. Basically with no audio. Yeah. Uh, there's a dialogue card asking if uh, she's going to the beach. Uh, but he tells her that she's under his spell, and... Uh, How come he's out in the day? That's a good question. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> uh, they get back to his place, I believe, and uh, he tells her that she's under his spell. and But she pushes him down to the ground and starts to undress him. He says, there's no rest for the weary. She pulls his pants off, and he says, I need blood. And she says, I need a good fuck, Drac. The vampire says, Boris, where are you when I need you? So she starts to blow him, and after a bit, Dracula's fallen back, and she stops and undresses a bit, and uh, she's completely naked at this point, and his pants are just down. So at this point, we start cutting to shots that are monochrome again, and then back to shots that are in color. And to cover for that, there's a voiceover mentioning that the color transmission's gone, and then that it's back again. It keeps switching back and forth. Seems unnecessary to comment on it. Right. <laughs> um, they're 69ing, and as this is going on, the voiceover then says, Ladies and gentlemen, from one reporter's opinion, the technical portion of this show is all fucked up. Yes. Yes, it is. Uh, they 69 for quite a while, and after like 10 minutes, she gets on top cowgirl, uh, which also lasts a long time. Right. Uh, he pulls out and comes in her ass crack and then pushes back in and uh, keeps thrusting a bit. Then we cut to George, who again throws it to a commercial. This is some sort of weird almost used car commercial, but uh, I think it also might be a brothel. Yeah, it's... <laughs> There is definitely a slogan about if your wagon is dragging, then get on down to Al's or whatever his name is. Yeah, it's 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 to the tune of if you're happy and you know it. Yeah. If you shop at Al's. Yeah. Shop at Al's. Yeah. Like in the the audio isn't great though, so I couldn't make out everything. I could make out a lot of it. Yeah, it's okay. Um. So. We then see Al Worthington with his dog Spot, uh, though we don't see Spot at first. No. Uh, he says that if he can't give you the best deal in town, he'll give you a five-gallon jar of ointment and even stand on his head while Spot gives you head. And then we zoom out and see that Spot is a woman on a leash who's blowing him. Yes. Uh, this goes on a bit as he's making faces and the song keeps going. Um, uh, he has a gross like skin tag on his dick yeah he has <laughs> i don't know if it's just like a, a weird bit of flesh hanging there or if he's got like a ward or something like a, it's like a it's like a nub yeah yeah i don't like it and you see it go in and out of her mouth a lot and i'm like I don't, I don't. it activates my gag reflex it's thinking about it, touch, <laughs> touching touching me there uh, he says that there's a legit way to get a good fuck and then talks about specializing in different vehicles. Uh, I'm not sure that I get the concept completely. <laughs> she strokes him to uh, finish on her tits. We see them both wave at the camera at the end. 
we cut back to George in the studio who throws to Sandra again. She's talking to, I think it's like Luna, uh, who says that she knows about vampires. And she starts to lick and bite Sandra's shoulder. Uh, Sandra panics and throws back to George again. Uh, George then says that new footage has just arrived, and we cut to a woman and a guy plopping down on a couch together, and uh, he starts to lick and suck on her tits. We get some 60s pop rock playing. It's a Paul Simon song. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's unlicensed. (laughs) Excellent. As many of things are. Yeah, uh, I can't remember the name of the song, but yeah, it's a Paul Simon song. Gotcha. Uh, This isn't a vampire. This isn't the vampire. It's some guy with a mullet. And a big weird mustache, right? Yeah. Who is he? Uh, so they undress little by little with some over-the-clothes touching. and it's not even uh, succulent. He goes to take off her bottom and she stops him. And then someone hands her a drink. And then she seems to like drug it or something uh, while he's not looking. Uh, They undress more, and she starts to blow him. Uh, She finishes undressing and starts to ride him cowgirl on the couch. Uh, Eventually, after quite a while, he pulls out, and she strokes him to finish. And then we see he's just kind of collapsed there, and then the camera shows a close-up as she turns toward the camera, revealing vampire teeth. Uh, She then appears to suck his cock more. And then we cut to Sandra again, talking to Rodney and Luna. As she's talking, they start to crowd around her, and then she screams out as they've probably vamped her. Uh, They turn to the camera to show their vampire teeth as Sandra, weakly from the floor off-camera, throws back to George. (laughs) George signs off the show, mentioning to stay tuned for the late movie, The Mad Motorcycle Monster Who Ate Naked Hippies. That seems like that would have been a better film to have watched or made than Succula. Yes, I was hoping this film would continue to go on for an hour and a half now. <laughs> to watch just, yeah. To watch the other movie. Just, uh, unfortunately, it did not. Instead, we got a VN title card and we're left scratching our heads as to what just happened. I'm scratching my ass. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you better wash your hands. No. All right, well, we'll take a quick break, and I'll try to get Jeremy to wash his hands. You'll never get me to wash my hands. Oh, shit. I'm going to give you a yeast infection. Come here. No! one yeah well you know there wasn't a whole lot to talk about that's true um are you recording again yes okay we're back from break we're back from break and we're ready to give our thoughts on the ordeal that we went through this week so uh to begin i'll let jeremy go do his thing uh jeremy raincoat review all right um I guess I'll talk about The Big Snatch first. Okay. So, first of all, there's two movies named The Big Snatch from 1971. <laughs> yes. Uh, but you got lost on the wrong IMDb for a bit. Uh, just for a minute. I looked and I was like, these people aren't the names that were in the credits. And then yeah. I found the other one. So. Yeah. But uh, it's interesting that there were two movies with the same name the same year. Uh Maybe this one was made in, like, an attempt to lure people in to see the other one. Some false advertising. Yeah. And then you get in, and you're like, the fuck is this commercial? No, wait, no, it's Succula. What the fuck is this, anyway? Why are these people fucking in the garbage? Right. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, This movie wasn't great. Uh, I will say that. Yeah, not really. Uh, It did have some interesting setup, I thought. Like, it felt like it could go somewhere. Right. Um, but it's basically, at the end of the day, it's just kind of a loop. So it's just, you know, mostly people fucking. Yeah. I will say the film did have some actual stakes, it kind of seemed like. Because they yeah. either had to fuck or die. Yeah. And they died. They failed. 
So, well, they did both, really. Yeah, they fucked they and just, died. But they couldn't keep fucking. Right. They they failed at fucking in the long run. But they did do some fucking before failing. So I like that they tried to have some setup and maybe like a little bit of like a conflict. Right. In the narrative. But uh, just too little of anything to really sink your teeth into. Right. The sex was bad. Yeah. It was pretty uninspiring. <laughs> it wasn't like horrible, but poorly shot. Maybe some fake cum. Maybe not. Yeah. At any rate, poorly shot enough that you can't tell. <laughs> or so masterfully shot that you can't tell. Right. I don't know. But I think I was leaning towards the former earlier. So I'm going to keep going that way. There's not really a whole lot to say about it, even in like review. It's pretty uh, fucking stupid. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like the setup. Yeah. One star. Okay. <laughs> I did like the some of the music that played in it. I'll give it that. Okay. But it's still one star. Okay. Okay. Um, Succula. Succula might have been worse, <laughs> but there was at least more happening that kind of kept it a little more entertaining uh, right. in its way. I almost kind of wish it had just been like an hour of like porn parody commercials. Right. Uh, instead of like a fake news program where they insist vampires are real. <laughs> um, but they aren't. I don't like movies that lie to me. <laughs> that try to pass themselves off as news. I came here to watch a porn film, not to be informed. <laughs> and, but at the end of the day, I wasn't informed or horny. So I'd have to call it a real failure. Except for when they stole that Paul Simon song. And I did like the silent, I did like the silent vampire segments. And I thought George Flower was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fuck your coffee, bitch. Yeah. Is uh, a line I'm going to start saying. <laughs> so that's something. I'm going to start breaking that out at Starbucks. <laughs> or just anywhere coffee is sold. Um, I'm going to throw it at somebody. Uh, so this one I would give a one and a half stars. Okay. Even though I'll have to admit I fast forwarded through parts of both. Oh, okay. Not a lot, but like during some of the sex, I'm like, nip, nip. I'm like, oh my God. Just ball shots. Uh, I didn't do it a ton. I'd, I'd say I watched probably, I'd say 85 to 90% of either film. Uh, okay. So I got, I got it all. I had to marathon. All three of the movies were covered last night because I was lazy this week. The oh, past yeah. two weeks. I get two weeks to watch the movies and I always watch them like, the day before <laughs> well but, at least they're fresh in your mind well going way back when i tried to watch uh the devil and miss jones like a couple of days after like we decided by the time we recorded the episode I, it was gone <laughs> i had seen so much since then that it had left my brain sure so i try to keep them pretty bunched up to i got like a three or four day memory okay yeah science gave that to me oh yeah yeah they took part of my memory the way um, MK Ultra. Oh, okay. The CIA experimented on me. Oh. So that's how I got here, and that's why I'm talking about pornography. <laughs> right? I'm going to throw it over to you. Okay. Uh, don't watch these movies. <laughs> but do by the set. The set's nice. <laughs> uh, if, if, if nothing else, there's definitely a lot of quantity. Yes. Um, some other great ones on that include uh, The Erotic Adventures of Hercules. Oh, yeah. Yeah. and uh, Homer the Late Comer. Homer the Late Comer, which is, I think, about a man who dreams. Perhaps. Uh, from what we saw, I think he was fucking somebody at the beginning, and then he woke up and his wife was just being a bitch. Yeah. So if that's the kind of stuff you like in your porn, the All Night at the Pono set is for you. Uh, to also add to that uh homer is one of those guys you don't want to watch have sex <laughs> well no same's homer <laughs> yeah name one homer you want to watch fuck um yeah i don't know there's only one and it's homer simpson <laughs> if and uh if, if web hate, searches have taught me anything i hate seeing simpsons porn <laughs> nothing makes me like just feel worse <laughs> Okay. Uh. They don't have like real bodies, don't, and they always draw Lisa as like, like muscular, <laughs> with like 
big flat pancake titties. I don't know why. I don't like when they give them real human proportions. I think that's really what bothers me about it for the most part. And they still have like the Simpson heads. Frightening stuff. We need character design by Matt Groening if we're going to watch The Simpsons have sex. Absolutely. Yeah, it's his baby. If anyone's going to watch his baby have sex, that should be him. Yeah. Yeah, right? Uh, so, Do you, you want to review these movies? Uh, sort of. Um, so, I wouldn't say that I like these movies much more than you did. Uh, yeah. I did watch 100% of both of them. That's that's on you. Yeah. Uh, it gave me time to not have to pause to take notes. That's I had plenty true. of time yeah. to type what I needed to. Uh, so that was a plus. So the Big Snatch certainly had a promising opening with uh, the Sex in the Alley. And then when I learned about the She-Devils gang, I was like, yeah, this is going to get awesome. Yeah, I love gangs. We established that. Uh, and a girl gang's going to come after this guy and he's gonna have to pay and they're gonna do some fucking it should all work out unfortunately that's kind of what happened but not in the way that would make it entertaining right <laughs> yeah unfortunately uh that technically did happen but only in the most basic sense there's a lot of like exploitation history to uh these concepts and mm -hmm. uh none of that was applied to this film at all no <laughs> so instead we just had a kind of a very cheap and uninspiring roughy uh yes yeah and uh nobody really seemed to be enjoying themselves while having sex in the film yeah. and uh it was very poorly shot do you like that blues rock yeah yeah so that's cool yeah it's always good to have blues rock yeah but that's that's you know about all that was good. <laughs> um, you know, again, I like the concept, but it didn't really play out. I did like that both guys just got shot at the end. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that was a good... I'm glad that they died. Yeah. They they were definitely unlikable characters, so they deserve to die. It probably would have been better if, like, this apartment above had just collapsed in on the entire <laughs> cast. <laughs> but I'll take what I can get. <laughs> There's just a nuclear blast in the city. Yeah, <laughs> Everybody dies. Yeah, all that's left are their shadows of them fucking <laughs> against the wall. Or uh, like burned into like the the, the tile floor. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I would give it... I don't know. I'll give it one star, too. Yeah. It's just like... It wasn't... Like I really did want to like it more, but... I think that, like, if they hadn't had such good ideas, maybe I would hate it less. Yeah, yeah. If it hadn't come up and, like, spent, like, the first, like, like ten minutes or whatever, like, kind of developing the story. Right. And showing us a man shooting horse, it could have been good. It could yeah. have been a contender. <laughs> but, yeah. Succula, I definitely did like a little bit more just because, like... Even though it, again, had poorly shot, uninspired sex in it, it at least uh, was kind of going for something and uh, making attempts at humor, which on occasion landed, but on a lot of occasions didn't. But at yeah. least they were trying something. Yeah. Like, um, like I said, I think uh, Buck shined the brightest as like a comedy figure yeah. in the film. Buck was doing his thing. Um, it kind of felt like hot flashes as we kept going to like weird commercials and stuff. Yeah, but uh, hot flashes was definitely much more successful. I was getting flashes of hot flashes for sure. <laughs> you were yeah. getting hot flashes. I was getting hot flashes because uh, when the CIA experimented on me, they put me in permanent <laughs> menopause. Oh, no. Yeah, it's been hell. <laughs> Uh, I also like the idea of exploiting the vampire thing and uh, George Smutnam uh, playing <laughs> just reminded me kind of of uh, Criswell in those Ed Wood movies. Oh, yeah. He does kind of have that <laughs> Talking, card reading energy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that, that was kind of fun. And uh, the Dracula stuff was uh entertaining -ish. yeah just because it was different i think just having it just kind of be like a weird silent film sort of 
Um, and it was only an hour long, which both of these are only like yeah. an hour long, and yeah. that's great. Yes, that was too long, really. Yeah, <laughs> it Maybe was. 30 minutes. Yeah, uh, I think this one might have been able to stretch out to 45, but, uh, you know, there's some fun lines in it. There's some really bad sex in it. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, I'd actually give this one a very generous two stars. All right. <laughs> Uh, I'm happy that I saw it. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> you know, ha- having put a little bow on this, um, I think it's important for us to introduce uh, the next few weeks of the Raincoat Report as we become the Rainbow Report. Yes, we um, are taking off. Yes. It's an idea that's literally been a year in the making since I... Tried to, uh, I stumbled over my words yeah. that first time and kept forgetting the name of the show. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's been so, a yeah. long time coming. So, uh, yeah, for Pride Month, uh, we are going to be looking at uh, some films of the, well, within the LGBTQ plus genres, but probably mostly G. Yeah, it's probably mostly it's going to be a bunch of dudes fucking, and it's going to be great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, I think it'll be interesting because there's a lot of uh, historical stuff we can cover. Yeah, it'll definitely. We've got uh, a couple of Wakefield Pool films. We've mm-hmm. got some uh, other dirty stuff coming along. Yeah. we got Adam and Steve. Wait. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're coming to be yeah. guests. Adam and Steve. The first men. Yes. It's Adam and Steve, not Adam and Eve. Yeah, that's our motto this month. And <laughs> if you don't like it, uh, please keep listening anyway. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Please. <laughs> uh, so we've got that going on. Um, while we're going through the Rainbow Report, we're also going to hit our episode 50 milestone and i believe our episode 52 milestone yeah we're gonna be right in there uh so i think think next week is actually episode 50 i think it's two weeks is it two weeks well i think last week's episode was 47 and this is 48 i might be wrong we'll count them up between shows and we'll between the two of us we'll count and figure out how many episodes we count to 25 we can get there Uh, so yeah, we'll figure it out. But the the point is, where we'll be hitting those milestones within the month. But I think that perhaps uh, once we finish the Rainbow Report, yeah. we might have a, a special year episode. Yeah, I think that sounds good. I don't want to. I don't want to get everything too mixed up together. You know. Yeah. Um, to. Uh, it's like when your birthday's too close to Christmas, like yours is. Yeah. <laughs> and you only get no presents. Yeah. Because. <laughs> You're an adult. My, my, <laughs> my parents, when I was a kid, were like, well, there's too many holidays right in a row, so I'm just not going to get you anything. Nice. Excellent. <laughs> what a way to grow up. <laughs> my birthday is in the middle of summer, so I never got, like, a cake at school. But I guess yours would be, like, around Christmas break anyway. I, I don't Did know. Did you get any do, cakes? Do people get cakes at school? I don't recall uh, that happening. Maybe they don't get cakes, but, like, sometimes, I don't know, a cupcake. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how it works. I, I didn't get one. I wasn't allowed to go to the other kids' ones. <laughs> well, shit. So. So we'll have a cake for our uh, if, our, our year anniversary episode. I'm going to find an erotic bakery. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yes, we will. Yes, that's excellent. Well, we've got a lot planned coming up uh, <laughs> in the next month or so. Yeah, so uh, as we as we get through that, uh, I'm thinking about maybe playing with the formula a little bit. Um, might look at other other guests and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, perhaps a, a guest episode where we have our microphones working right. That would be great. He, Tyler still <laughs> sounded okay on those episodes, but I think you said you did a lot to boost him. Yeah, there was a lot of work that went into that, and it's still... Just me being the stickler who knows how yeah. fucked up it was, I probably am more down on it than anybody else yeah. listening would be. But yeah, uh, yeah, but I think yeah, definitely as we kind of come out of quarantine and everything, and people can come hang out again, we'll definitely get more guests. Yeah, uh, we don't know how to use Zoom. No, probably. so that's why we didn't have any during the entire <laughs> pandemic. Uh, it's just been us, so. 
don't be afraid if you hear a new voice uh, from time to time. Yes, but uh, uh, for the next five weeks, things are going to get pretty gay. So Things are going to be very gay, and I am looking forward to it. Yes. We haven't had any gay movies yet. We've been saving them. Yeah. We've been saving them up. The, uh, the closest thing that we had was a little bit of uh, homosexuality in Thundercrack. That's true. But uh, that was it. That's just it. a taste. Yeah, just a taste. Uh, and next month is going to be a buffet of men. <laughs> yes, yes, it will be. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, hallelujah. It's raining nut once again. Well, don't forget your raincoat. <laughs> Yeah.